This is the MDRT Podcast. There are a lot of different ways to reach clients. During a recent conversation in Newport Beach, California, Ali Hashemian, Robert Gillespie, and Latasha Wilson discussed utilizing the fact that people always have their phones on them and also how social media benefits their business. I love the phone. I make about 50 phone calls a day. As far as actual contacts, maybe closer to 100. I'm constantly emailing, I'm constantly texting. I'm very quick to respond. I don't procrastinate on that. So a lot of clients have said, you make me feel like I'm your only client, which makes me feel really good because that's not the goal. But I just try to respond quickly because I feel like every time I go somewhere, people always have their phones. So when a person don't respond to you, it's like, really? You always have your phone on me. So when a person has a question regarding their account or a question regarding anything they're about to do with money, I feel you need to respond quickly. So my process is always calls um, and responding quickly. I think that is about as simple as that it can get for me. Do either of you use social media? Mm-hmm. What, what LinkedIn version? and Facebook. We use all of them. I'm not a fan of social media myself, which is funny because I'm younger and I'm a computer science major actually, but I never liked social media. I never got into it. It's just starting to become a part of business. And so I'm on all of them and so is my company is on all of them. I found that social media is something for us that is just there for the client to see. We haven't yet figured out a way to monetize it really. And we've tried a couple of things from a prospecting standpoint. I just think it's difficult for me to imagine a situation somebody wakes up in the morning and says, you know, I need to do my 401k rollover, I'm going to go find the person on Facebook. And um, so that's why I'm, I haven't really attacked that market as much. We like to use social media though a lot for our community service programs. So we do a community service program within our company once a month where all my staff members, there's about 10 or 11 of us, um, we all get together, we do a half day of work, and the second half of the day we do a community service and everybody gets let go and gets to go home a little bit early. It's been good for social media in that sense because we get a lot of response from our existing clients and clients that share those posts with other friends and relatives and things like that. That's been the best that we've gotten out of social media is through those corporate social responsibility things that we do. But beyond that, it's been difficult for us to really navigate that world. I just like social media. Well, Facebook is just to let them see that I'm real. I'm not gonna always be talking about something with life insurance or retirement. Just let them to see that I'm real and a way of staying in front of them. I haven't yet found a way to make tons of money off of it, but I do believe that it, it's possible if you, I don't think it should be a main source, but I do believe everyone needs it. So for me, I've gotten inquiries on Facebook or, or LinkedIn, can you call me or something like that, but it's normally from someone that I know. The reason I ask, what, one of the things we've been working on a lot is e using LinkedIn. Now, clearly it helps to be connected to people that, that you know a little bit about. I mean, now I get, connection requests from a variety of people, some which I don't know why they're even asking, but you know, one of the things that we've been able to do, and, and I get a lot of these ideas from other people that are more successful at it, because apparently they've built their network a little better than I did. Because sometimes you just kind of gather a bunch of names and you get connected to people, and it's almost like that idea of six, five or six degrees of separation. So 
One of the things that, that people are always stressing is that if you peel off a number of people from someone that you're connected to, and you sit down with that person and just say, you know, I'm gonna be calling on these people anyway, or however you wanna phrase it, but you know, do you mind if I let them know that you know, we've done some work together? So that's why it helps to be connected to people that know of you and know of your work, because that's a referral. And it's, it's, we're really big on feeding names, and that's like a big pool of names. Because when you ask someone for referrals, a lot of times they just go blank. So it's kind of our job to help them figure out, you know, we, we have to come up with the names, and all we need is they're okay. So I mean, that's just, a, that, that's one way to use LinkedIn. Not so, I, I haven't really used Facebook, which is kind of funny. My wife is all over it, but I'm, that's just not something that I've, that I've jumped on. I, I think at some point I will, but I've been kind of stuck on, on LinkedIn. And I mean, again, it's probably the more professional of the two, I guess it's the, the, the idea. But it just seems like that's a great way to be able to use that particular resource. What I did find, and I guess maybe I've gotten better at asking, but what I did find is that a lot of the people I was connected to really didn't know who they were connected to either. So sometimes you can, you know, you don't want to necessarily bring out a big book of printed out, you know, connections, but if you just zero in on the people that you're trying to meet, and if, it's, if you're sitting in front of someone that likes you and likes your work ethic and, and what you've provided for them, it's pretty simple to just say yes, I, you know, sure, don't, yeah, I don't mind you using my name or what have you, and that might actually spark other names in their mind because once you get one, you just want to keep rolling with it to see if you can get more and more. So that's just, that, that was one thing that, that's actually been pretty useful. Another important part of running your business is interviewing prospective employees, and it can be challenging to know how job performance corresponds to interview performance. I guess in a way, personality type is important. I mean, it is important. I don't know that I was looking for that specifically. Because we've gone through different ways of, of hiring. There's like these little personality profiles that you can, you can do and see if there's a compatible match or whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's all test taking. So you can be really good at taking tests, but that might not be the real, you know, if you can figure out what the test is looking for, you can answer it in a specific way. It's kind of like dating. You know, everyone looks great initially, but then you start to peel the layers off and you start to see what's really there. And that's one of the reasons I don't really like the interview process. But one thing that's funny is if you let people you ask someone a really nice open-ended question, a lot of times they just keep talking and talking. You learn so much more by just sitting there listening. But again, everyone puts on the front that they want you to see when they're interviewing. And that's the part that I just, you know, I know it's there, I know it has to be done, but that, that's just a difficult thing for me. I think everybody finds that issue, although I'm still surprised at how badly or poorly some people do at the interview and the resume process, even though that's their first impression. Um, but yeah, I would agree with Robert that there has been a lot of situations where they interviewed well and they didn't turn out to be what we thought they were in that initial kind of honeymoon phase. One way we've gotten around it is I personally will ask staff 
or prospective staff members if they have the time and if they'd like to, to spend a week with our company before being hired on with us. I tell them that it's good for them to see the kind of culture that they'll be involved with at the company as well as us to understand the culture that they're used to seeing in an employer. And that's been good for us. It's been a good test of not, again, necessarily their skills so much as their kind of commitment and their passion in the business because Again, to go back to what Robert was saying, I, I do personally believe that the years of experience or the knowledge or in this business is less important than your heart or your passion for it. Um, the best employees we've had have only been in this business for less than four or five years, but they will be in the business for the next 40 years and I can see it already because they care about the clients, they care about the people that they're working with. and so. Um, a lot of times you may not be able to see that in that first initial interview, but usually after spending a week with them or a week and a half with them, you at least get a taste of it, although it's not always 100% even then. Um, but that's one way we've been able to get a little bit better results from our, again, what I call that honeymoon phase, from and see, really try and see who they are deep down. That's an interesting idea about shadowing someone. Now, does that come with pay? Well, we've done it in a couple of different ways. Um, we definitely do a 90-day probation period. Without any question, every single one of our employees goes through a 90-day probation period where they don't receive health insurance benefits. And it's basically, again, to see how things turn out. But when it comes to that one week, first of all, I make it very clear it's not required at all. It's just if they can and if they want to. Again, if they can't and they don't want to, that's already a red flag to me. So um, I make it very clear that it's not required. In the sales side, no, I don't. I don't pay them for that one week. I mean, they're going to spend nights and weekends working as a salesperson where they don't get paid anyways, trying to develop themselves. So they might as well get used to that. In the administration side, yeah, a lot of times the one week is like an internship type of thing where we may pay them. Depends on where the candidate's coming from and what quality of candidate they are. I, again, I'm surprised as to how many candidates say yes, though. They say, yeah, we'd love to come in for a week. Don't pay us. We just kind of want to prove what we're made of. Um, but we get lucky, I guess, in finding some of those people. Thank you for listening to this month's episode. We'll see you next time. If you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes at MDRT Podcast.